Good morning, good morning, Faith Promise. Anybody glad to be in the house of God this holiday weekend? Great to see you. You know, we have holidays, but thank God he does not take a holiday. He is on the job 24-7. Welcome to all of our campuses, promisers. We love you guys from Anderson and Campbell and Blunt and North and Pellissippi. From our internet campus to our God Behind Bars, we are thrilled that you guys are with us, especially on our internet campus and all of our military folks that are with us around the world worshiping, man, we, we're excited about you guys. By the way, at all of our campuses, if you have served in any branch of the military, would you just stand up for a second let us honor you? Go ahead. All over all of our campuses. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. You know, there was a time when, when people sacrificed their lives on our military, and, and those that did come home did not come home to, to a hero's welcome, did not come home, but to just the opposite. And we, what we're doing right now is illegal in almost half the countries on the planet. This assembly to worship is illegal. Matter of fact, I got word this morning that one of the teams that we work in with China was all arrested this past week. We're just talking about gathering together and worshiping. And so, man, don't, don't take your freedom for granted. Are you with me? Don't take the freedom we have to gather, to share the gospel, uh, the, the freedom we have in America. And, and, and God has blessed our country. And, man, we're grateful for men and women who have, who have many who pay the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, and so we serve a king, by the way, who is a great warrior. Isaiah called him the, the dread champion. And he is the king of eternity, and he went to battle for your soul and gave his blood on Mount Calvary and rose from the grave so that we could live forever. So exciting. Now, I hope this series, has this series been helpful for you so far on temptation? All right. We are going to wrap this thing up. It's going to be unbelievable. I, I saw someone sent me a uh, screensaver of a conversation between some parents last weekend at Faith Promise of middle schoolers. What their middle school students said about what they heard last weekend in our worship. Listen, when middle schoolers are coming and learning about temptation, we are hitting a home run. Amen. And so it's what it's all about. Excited. So put on your seatbelts because we are going to experience God in a fresh way. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and speak by faith. Some of you, this will be the greatest experience that you have ever had in a corporate worship experience. I'm going to do a, a shorter message, and then the worship teams are going to come back up, and we are going to open the altars up for prayer, and people are going to be delivered, and God is going to move, and we're going to walk in a level of victory that many of us did not know was possible because we serve a God who can. Does that make sense? So that's coming, thrilled about it, ecstatic. Now, have you, anybody ever been to a going out of business sale? Have you ever been there? See, you know, at summer, many of you can go back to the same beach you go to every year. Have you noticed that same place has been going out of business for 25 years? I mean, do they think that we are stupid? I like going out of business for real this time. You know, I mean, no, no, not joking, for real going out of business. And so what we want to do is, man, we want to, we want to toss out temptation and we want to go out of, we, we want to see temptation go out of business. We want to gain the victory that God has sent us from heaven. And so that's what this weekend is all about. But let's be honest, sometimes getting rid of junk can be hard. Would y'all agree with that? Some of the stuff, matter of fact, if there's no 
hope in the future, there's no power in the present. Many of us have just said, I'll never gain victory. There's just no hope for me. And so some junk is hard to get rid of. Several years ago, I told you the story that when, when I was in seminary, when finals would come, and in seminary, finals meant you had to memorize like a hundred, I'm not kidding, a hundred type pages of notes. And yes, I did graduate. It was one of the seven wonders of the world that I got out of seminary. <clears throat> so what I would do is I tell Michelle, load the kids up and go across the state of Tennessee to your mom and dad's and give me about a week by myself. Because I need about three or four days to do nothing but memorize. Then I will go to finals. Well, I was done, felt pretty good. So I did what I used to do. I don't do this anymore. But I used, when Michelle was gone, I would, you know, just to surprise you when she would come back, I would hyper clean the house. Hyper. Baseboards, floors. I mean everything. So I really got busy on this time, and I thought, I'm going to de-junk the house. Do you, that, everyone that grunted was a woman right then. <laughs> and if you grunted as a man, you have gender issues, probably. <laughs> and so, I, exactly, you are so on it. So I cleaned out every closet, everything, and before the house was clean, the yard was clean, everything was cleaned out. But in front of the house where the garbage was, was 50 feet long. It was four feet tall and four feet wide. Had it been a, I don't know how many cords of firewood that would have been, but it would have kept you warm for years. So I got done, looked, I felt really good. And I thought, oh my dear God, I need one favor. Please let the garbage man come before Michelle gets home. <laughs> you understand, right? Well, obviously her faith was stronger than mine because she beat the garbage man. And she rolled in and saw her prizes her treasures, and it had been raining. See I, I, see, I thought that was a good thing because I thought that her treasures had been rained on. She'd just be cool, but throwing them away. Oh, no, she wasn't. Her bassinet, when she was a baby, it was dry rotted already. It was dry rotted. But she did the same thing y'all did. She was not happy. She did not brag. She was not thrilled with two full days worth of work. She jumps out of the car. She didn't get the kids. She starts chunking stuff back into the yard right here. She is just throwing stuff. And let me just be honest. Some of the crap that she threw off that pile 30 years ago, we still have it. <laughs> we do. We still have it. It's never been used in my defense. Never been used See, some junk is hard to get rid of. Matter of fact, some of you have had a yard sale and you priced your crap so high so that nobody would buy it. <laughs> that, listen, that T2000 Wilson racket you bought in 1970 at the head is that big, you couldn't hit a tennis ball if somebody paid you money. But you think maybe one day you'll get back out there. Come on, you're on a walker. Get rid of the tennis racket or get you a new one. The head is this big. I like those, man. You can't hardly miss them. You just swoosh, and man, hurricanes happen on the East Coast. <laughs> Some junk is hard to get rid of. Does that make sense? Some of us have been struggling with the same junk for decades, but I'm going to tell you in the name of Jesus, there's going to be deliverance this weekend. Is anybody for that? Is anybody looking for some of that? So if you have missed either of the last two messages in this series called The Goods, I want to challenge you. Go online, go to our app. 
uh, go to our resource center, get a free DVD, free CD of both of the messages because they build up a, until this weekend, the, the time of deliverance. And I'm going to challenge you now because God has been speaking to people for, for the last few weeks. I want to challenge you. Today's the day to get raw and real. Today is not the day to hide. Today is not the day to be a hypocrite. See, the reason that people quit going to church is because 20, some churches still do this. But people went to church and acted like they didn't have any problems. Because if anyone found out you had a problem, they kicked you out. The same people that had the same crap you had threw you out for letting your crap be known. And that's why generation quit going to church, because that, my friends, is a hypocrite. We all walked in with crap this weekend, didn't we? We're all broken. We all need deliverance. We all need God to move. And so let's get real. Raw and real. And this is why I know this verse. I'm going to give you some sort of bedrock verses that I use on a rotating basis all the time because they are so vital in my walk, and God has so used them in my life to set me free. 2 Corinthians 10 says this, Though we walk in the flesh, that means we have a natural body, and we live in this present evil age. We're going to talk about that in the, in the ne next weekend. Oh, my mercy. The, the, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. Are we at war internally? Have y'all experienced that? Though we are at war, we, do, we're not, we don't war according to the flesh. We don't have guns and knives. But for the weapons that we have of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they are what? So when you say, Pastor, you don't understand my temptation, you don't understand that I can't overcome that, no, I would suggest that you don't understand divinely powerful divinely powerful to get off of drugs, to get off of porn, to get out of bitterness, to get out of greed, divinely powerful for you to walk down the highway of holiness and the roadway of righteousness instead of going down an evil track. Are y'all with me and buying in the goods of this world? Divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses, that is strongholds that are placed in your life where the goods have lied to you. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought what? So when the devil says, hey, don't go for prayer this weekend, it'll never help you. Take that thought, Captain. The devil says, you'll never overcome that. Say, you're a liar, devil. I'm going to walk in victory. When, when you want to come forward and shame rises up and says, you can't go down there because there's no hope for you, rebuke that thought. Take that, take that thought what? Captive. If you're a child of God, then you, are, you have divine power flowing through you, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave. Do not be deceived. Together, we are going to toss out temptation. Listen, you cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. When you leave your crap in the darkness, the devil owns it. But the moment you drag that stuff out into the light, the moment you bring that junk out and God and, and it exposed to the light, God can heal. That makes, are y'all with me? God can set you free. That's the deal. That's what God wants to do. But it's, we're going to do this together. I talk to people all the time, you know, that are, that are addicted to alcohol or drugs or some other stuff. And I say, are you going to church? Well, no. Are you going to counseling? No. Is, are you in a small group? No. Is somebody in front of you? No. Okay, listen to me. You don't want to be delivered. And they say, oh, yes, I do. I say, oh, no, you don't. Here, what, what's happening? Let's just take crack. Because I've got some close people in my life that I deal with right now about crack. Oh, no, 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 no. See, the crack is in control. Jesus is not on the throne of your life. 
crack is on the throne of your life. And the crack wants to keep being in control so you don't go to church, you don't go to group, you don't go for prayer because you don't want to be delivered. How many times did Jesus walk up to somebody blind or lame and say, what do you want? And we think, why would he ask such a stupid question? The blind guy wants to, be, wants to, wants to see. No, they don't all want to see. And everybody that's in change doesn't want to be delivered. Some are comfortable with their crap and their goods. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? Come on, y'all look like y'all just been shocked. Is everybody okay? Do I need to start over? Is this do it? Because I can start right back. See, <clears throat> Satan is a sleazy salesman of the goods. He's selling us a bill of goods. I mean, it, that, that's what he does. And see, if you're not careful, the snake that slithered up upon evil will slither up on you too. It'll slither. You won't even know it's you won't even know it's it's gotten there. I was working on something in my house last year too, and Joe Vanosdell got part of Faith Promise, goes to Pellissippi campus, came over and was helping me wire some stuff up. And I had to go, he said, I need a knife, so I go to the to the garage. And I open the drawer, and as I open the drawer, there's a six and a half foot snake coiled up in the drawer. Yes, yes, I know what you're thinking. Yes, I had an accident right then. <laughs> no question, no question. Closed the drawer, went and took a shower, came back, dealt with the snake because I had poo all over me. So I go outside, I get Joe, Joe, listen, come in here. What? Come here, come here. So he walks in. He's not even halfway across the closet. I said, see that drawer? There's a huge, let me like a python. It's, he said, why did you bring me in here? And about that time, another friend rolls up. Alan Mulholland rolls up. And I said, Alan, there's a snake in there. So we got to do something about the snake. So Alan texts a picture of the snake to his wife. <clears throat> now listen, if you're in a bind and you have to call your wife you are not the man of the house. <laughs> so we're looking, and I said, okay, here's the deal, guys. Now listen, listen, listen. I'm serious. I'm the pastor, and I can't be bitten by a snake. Because, <laughs> see, if I get bitten because of y'all, y'all are going to get kicked out. So let's be biblical. We're going to cast lots between you two and see who takes care of the snake. Does that make sense? And they said, yes, pastor, we're going to cast lots to see which church we're going to this weekend. Because we're not going back to Faith Promise Church. The snake will always sneak in, won't it? It will slither in in any time. I want to show you how serious the Apostle Paul was about dealing with the flesh. This is unbelievable. 1 Corinthians 9. Do not, and in this motif, he is talking about the, the, the games, the Greek games that were the precursors to the, the Olympics. That's how, this is how they started. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may what? Everyone who competes in the games exercises what? Now, let me ask you a question. Should we, the servants, the saints of the Most High God, exercise more self-control and be more committed in our passion and pursuit of God than somebody is to win a 100-yard dash? But see, the reason that we like to watch athletics on the television is because we, 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 we admire the discipline and what those guys and gals did to get where they are. Folks, we should be more committed. 
They exercise self-control in all things. So should we, in Jesus' name. They do it, why? To receive a perishable wreath, a, just a, a, a perishable wreath made out of laurel that they put on their head, and in a few weeks that was dried up and blown and away rotten. And see, but us who run the race for Jesus, we receive an imperishable crown. Therefore, Paul said, because of that, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way, listen, as not beating the air. Paul said, hey, man, I'm not doing the roper doper. I'm not just, I'm not shadow boxing. I'm not hitting the bag. As a matter of fact, he goes even to another level and says, but I discipline my body and make it a slave. And the New American Standard, the word is discipline. It's translated buffet in the King James, not buffet, but buffet. I buffet my body. I discipline my body. It's a boxing term, which means to beat your opponent black and blue or to deal a knockout punch. And what Paul is saying is I am going to knock my flesh out so that I am not disqualified in the race of serving God. So let me tell you what's going to happen. We are going to deal some knockout blows this weekend to the flesh so that we can serve God and walk in purity with everything that we are. That's the deal. So that I may, after I preach to others, I would not be disqualified. He doesn't mean that I will lose my salvation. The devil can't take your salvation, big. He'd rob your joy. The devil can't, listen, he can't take away your, he can't take away that your name is written in the book of life, but he can ruin your influence. He can ruin your testimony. You can spend 40 years, listen, 40 years building an influence and a testimony, and you can tear it down in five minutes of stupid. Construction is difficult. Destruction is easy. Does that make sense? And so we've got to be careful. I don't want to ruin my testimony. I don't want to be disqualified in serving Jesus and preaching the gospel and building the kingdom of God. Are y'all with me? So he says in Romans 7, 24, this whole Romans 7 is the greatest illustration of the internal battle that rages with all of us. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? I preached a whole message with a mannequin on me about this body of death. We don't have time, but that's an unbelievable illustration. In 1 Corinthians 15, 31, look what he says. Finally, brethren, by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die how often? You want to get rid of the goods. You want to jettison the garbage. Then every day when you get up in the morning, you get your Bible, you get your journal, you get before the face of God seeking the Father, say, I die to my old nature today. I am crucified with Christ. I am going to be filled with the Spirit. I surrender and I submit. I die. Old Chris dies today, and I am going to walk in newness of life, and I will not surrender. I will be delivered from evil. I will walk in purity, and I will not fall to the temptation of the snake when he slithers into my path. Does that make sense? So Paul said, I die every day. If from human motives I fought the wild beast at Ephesus, what does it prompt me? He said, listen, I'm going to serve God, but not only am I going to serve God, but I'm going to do it with the right motives. If the dead are not raised, then let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be what? Listen, that's the, the, just one of the, the catchphrases in the series. Do not be deceived. It's all through the word of God. Bad company corrupts. Good what? Do not be deceived. Be sober-minded as you all, and stop what? For some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Stop sinning. Walk in purity. Does God know best? 
See, when we trade God's glory for the goods of this world, man, what a sad substitute. When we choose the goods, then we shortcut the provision that God wants to make. Remember, God shows up to Abraham and says, hey, you're going to have a son. He's going to be your heir. And 20 years later, he and Sarah talk and says, hey, we haven't had a kid. I'm like 90. You're, you know, you're like 80, probably too late. So Sarah says, listen, take Hagar, my handmaiden, and I want you to go ahead and, and marry her. She's going to be your wife. We're going we're gonna to have kids through her. Was that a good move? No, we're all still reaping the results of that. Israel's still reaping the results of that move. It is still, it, it's, it's, it's where terrorism, which everything comes from. Why? Because Abraham short-circuited the plan of God by trying to get God's provision a, a wrong way. It's a, it's a God-given desire that's gone haywire. So what we're going to do is we're going to toss out temptation. We are not going to be deceived. We are going to walk it out with each other. There is going to be a TKO of the flesh this weekend. Does anybody want some of that? Anybody want some of that? We're going to put the goods out of business, but you cannot do it alone. That's why there is a church. That's why you should be in a small group. That's why we don't do this for us. We do this for you so that you all have a support group. Again, I tell people all the time, you don't want, listen, if you're not in church, you're not in a group, you're not, you don't want out of the sin. Romans seven nineteen, Paul said this, the good that I want, I don't do. I practice the very evil that I do not want. He said, there's a battle raging. Ephesians 5.18, though, Paul, the same apostle said this, don't get drunk with wine, for that's dissipation, but be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit, be controlled. Do we need each other? Do we need each other? Absolutely. James 5.16, boy, this, boy, if, we, if there's ever a verse that proves we need each other, therefore confess your sins one to another and pray one for another so that you may be what? The effectual prayer of a righteous man, a righteous woman can accomplish much. Here's the deal. Christianity is not a solo sport. It's a team deal. Again, it's why you need to be involved in a group. It's why we need to walk together. The enemy wants you alone. The enemy wants you to believe you're the only one that's ever faced this temptation. The enemy wants you to believe that if you let anybody know what you're going through, nobody will love you, everybody will hate you, and then you need to go eat worms. That's what the devil wants you to buy into. Because when you are alone, you are easy pickings for the devil. A lion will cut an animal out of the pack, a zebra, gazelle, whatever, and then they take that animal down and they eat that animal while that animal is alive. And some of us who are born again are being eaten alive by the enemy because we have bought into the goods of the world. Does this make sense? Do not be deceived. Here's the deal. God has been speaking to a ton of you guys about, about setting you free. Now, we go to God for forgiveness, but we go to people for healing. Confess your sins. Who one to another? Do I need to go to a priest? No. The scripture is clear. We are all kings and priests unto our God. That's what the Bible says in the New Testament. And so if you want to knock out blood of the flesh in just a few minutes, man, you want to go on out of business sale, you want to jettison the junk, then in, in a few minutes I'm going to ask you to come down front and go to one of these prayer folks and let them pray for you. First Corinthians 10, 13, you say, but pastor, I'm the only one. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you're able, but God will make a way of escape. Flip to the next one. We'll, we'll provide you a way of escape. God's opening the door right now for escape to the temptation that you're facing. 
And many of you are going to receive a word of what you need to do next when these people pray over you. And so if all the bands would come back up at all of our campuses, if, if all the prayer teams would get, get, go ahead and start making your way back in position, because in a minute I'm going to pray. When I get done praying, then, then you're, we're gonna, the, the music will be very low. You can worship, and then you just make your way down. Hey, listen, when you get to that person, don't say this, hey, I've got an unspoken. If you're going to unspoke it, stay in your chair. Because if you're going to unspoke it, you don't want to be delivered from it. Confess your sins one to another. Hey, I'm struggling with porn. I've got a sex addiction. Hey, I've got this. I've got that. Listen, we don't know why anybody's coming down. Well, what will people think if I go down there? They'll wish they were down here instead of sitting in their stinky chair. That's what they'll think. Because we're going to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We are going to step out by faith this weekend. So come say, this is what I'm facing. I need some prayer. They're going to lay hands on you, pray for you, give you a word, maybe give you a next step, and you are going to leave with a fresh fullness, a fresh freedom. We're going to pull down every fortress and every speculation and every lofty thought which raises itself against the knowledge of God, and we are going to leave this place not like we came. We are going to leave with full freedom and anointing of the Spirit of God. You want some of that in Jesus' name? Somebody wants some of that? So here's the deal. Spirit of God, we invite you to absolutely take over. We've already praised you and you inhabited your, your praise, God. We have, we have come with the anointing and spoken the word. And so, Father, would you release some warriors from heaven? Would you release your kingdom come? Because you already defeated the devil. All he has is lies. Expose us to the truth. God, we are going to get raw. We are going to get real. And we are going to get righteous. We're going to leave with a new anointing and fresh gifts. So, God, right now, would you bind from every campus, every force of hell, and, God, would you move in power? Would you move in glory? We believe it, and we receive it, and we're going to walk in it by faith. In Jesus' name, we pray it. All God's people said, and every campus will stand to our feet. Make your way forward as we worship.